Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blogging Theology. Today, I am delighted to talk again to Sheikh Hamza Karamali. You're most welcome, sir. Thank you for having me again, Paul. Pleasure to be here. Uh, For those who don't know, Hamza is the founder of Basira Education, where he trains parents, teachers and scholars in high schools, weekend religious schools and a variety of other educational institutions, how to show their students why Islam is true. He's developed a a textbook, uh, an online teacher's portal, and is on a mission to train 10,000 teachers. And I'll link to this in uh, the description below so you can explore this further for yourself. Now, Hamza today will be speaking about the Quranic design argument, the Quranic design argument. And uh, recently he co-authored a very interesting paper, which is entitled, Does Criticizing ID, Intelligent Design, Undermine the Design Discourse in the Quran? And he produced this paper with uh, Dr. Shoaib Malik and Muammar Kalela, uh, two uh, young academics. And in this paper, you coined the term Quranic Design, QD. Why did you do that? You know, when I look at the design that scientists have discovered in the universe today, it's absolutely stunning and know that you agree with me. And that's one of the reasons why science is so amazing, so meaningful to me as someone who believes in God. Scientists today, they use microscopes to study tiny things that we never saw before. And they see intricate design. They use telescopes to peer into the vast expanses of the universe and they discover design we never knew before and we can now take photographs catalog these things it's not like darwin making his own sketches as he's going on his uh, voyages we can print them on glossy paper disseminate them on social media and we can look at all of these things and so our ability to see this design in the universe exceeds anything that humans had ever been able to do before. Hmm. And I think that anyone who's fair-minded has to say to themselves when they see this design, there's no way that it could have appeared in the universe without God. Only God could have done this. We all, we all, we all say this. I know you think the same. So this design that we see is powerful modern evidence for the existence of God. But there's a problem. Um, The problem is that the best descriptions of this design have been catalogued by a a group of Christian scientists and did an amazing job 
Um, and they use this design to argue for the existence of God using an argument that's called the intelligent design argument, ID. The Discovery Institute and the researchers associated with it, you recently had Stephen Meyer on Blogging Theology, the director of this institute. And um, there's also Michael Denton. He has some wonderful books. Um, their books, they're just amazing. They've done an amazing job. The Michael Behe, another name. Um, they have books, they have textbooks, they have DVDs, they have these amazing, amazing videos, these animations of molecular machines, yeah. um, school resources for children's science education, really excellent um, documentations of the design in the universe particularly in animals, particularly at the molecular level. Mm. And we're using these resources. Muslims are using these resources and we should be using these resources because they capture design in a really powerful way. Yeah. But we need to do it with care because the conclusions that Christian scientists reach with the ID argument are not the same as the conclusions that the Quran reaches with its own design argument. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so since and this has to do with the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, and so surprisingly enough, it affects something like the, the, uh, you know, the design argument. Um, and that's why it's important for us as Muslims to articulate our own design argument. Um, and this design argument is made in the Quran. Um, and that's why I coined the term QD, Quranic design. It's a nice counterpart to ID, QD. It is, yeah, an inspired, inspired idea. And I, 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 as you might know, I'm, I'm very keen on producing these um, no design posts. And, and these um, are ironically entitled no design because there's a little emoji at the end with the eyes looking up going, you know, how could you? Oh, yeah, here, here are some of them here, recent ones um, that I produced. Uh, well, I didn't produce them. <laughs> so, well, what it, people ask where I get these from. Actually, I, I subscribe to a number of Facebook groups. Uh, these are non-Muslim or even non-religious groups that just celebrate the amazing uh, design in nature uh, and what, what they see as Mother Nature producing these amazing um, uh, artifacts. And of course, for uh, for us, the, these are clearly evidence of design. And, you, and this yeah. example here is. Uh, shark skin seen under a microscope, which I got from wow. groups. And I mean, if you look at that, this looks high tech precision engineering, basically. Absolutely. Um, in 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 some kind of high tech factory in Tokyo or America or Britain or somewhere, but it's not. This is uh, obviously shark skin, which is pretty. Uh, you know, if you imagine running your hand over that. But um, you know, I, I'm inventors, and oh, th this is an, an amazing one, um, and it speaks for itself. Really, you can see how. Um, engineers have deliberately uh, um, copied and been inspired by uh, the, what we see in the created order from birds, for example. Uh, and then this is acknowledged. The one at the bottom here, you get um, uh, the space shuttle. Um, it's quite funny. You get, um, it, was, it was like a duck sitting on the back of a pigeon or something, but <laughs> getting, getting, getting a ride there. But I, I think, um, and this is it's actually one of my favorites here. The buff tip is a moth. Looking at that, you think you've got a couple of broken twigs, but here you have a moth, which is virtually indistinguishable from um, a broken twig. Um, and uh, this is clearly evidence of extraordinary design um, yeah. in, in, uh, in, the, in the created order. So, and, I mean, there are literally thousands and thousands of examples of these. Uh, so it's very easy to find 
online and i i do i mean the great imam boosters i think and the uh, um and even richard dawkins the, the famous atheist um here in the uk you know he admits that there's an appearance of design everyone agrees the universe looks designed but he's an atheist so he 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 just den- denies the obvious but um for believers in god like ourselves muslims and christians and others um that th- this is evidence of uh creative design in the universe yeah. by by our creator yeah, so there, there's a number of verses in the Quran that I think hmm. they stand out and they shine in light of the examples that you showed. So there's a verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Verily, we have created every single thing in a specific determination, in a specific quantity, in a very specific way. And the scholars of tafsir, they always explain this as saying that there's wisdom in the universe. Everything is there for a purpose. And God has chosen things to be in a very particular way uh, in order, so that particular purposes could be achieved. There's another verse that describes the, um, uh, the, 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 the possibilities. Uh, it says that, uh, you know, God says in the Quran, he says that, that, that there is not a single thing except that the treasure houses of it are with us. And they, what they explain, what the treasure houses refer to all of the different wonderful ways in which God could have created everything in the universe. And then the verse goes on to say that we don't uh, send these treasure houses down, our decrees, our determinations, except uh, in a specific determination, in a specific quantity, in a specific place, in a specific way. And so if, if, we, if we look at these, these examples that we just saw, they are, this, that's, what, that's what design is. Design is a very specific determination. And, and when, we see these, when we see these things and then we read these verses, it's, like, they just speak so much more loudly than, <laughs> than if we had never, um, than we'd never seen these before. It's really, mm. subhanAllah, um, yeah. Okay. Well, can you explain what kind of an inference the Quranic design argument would make from these examples of design in the natural world? Okay, so when we see examples of design, such as the ones that you showed, and um, you know, the, uh, the Discovery Institute has done some really amazing work. My favorite, my favorite example is. There's a YouTube video called Your Body's Molecular Machines that describes how, uh, maybe you can link to it, but they, it, it shows how in the process of cell uh, division, cell replication, there's these tiny things that are, they look like machines. And now they have these video, video animations and they're carefully designed proteins. There's a protein called helicase that spills as fast as a jet engine to unwind the DNA molecule to prepare it for replication. It's just, it's just really amazing. So when I, when I see this, when we see this uh, in the examples that you showed, but also in the more normal examples that are accessible to everyone, the alternation of the night and the day, the blowing of the wind, these are the ones that are mentioned in the Quran. Um, the Muslim theologians, the Mutakallimun, they would say that the design inference 
is... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Non-inferential. There's not an inference. What that means is that when I look at certain things in the universe, I can see that they have been designed. Hmm. There's a, without having to make an argument, just by looking at it, I can see that it's been designed. Um, there's a Christian cognitive uh, psychologist, his name is Justin Barrett, and he coined this term called hypersensitive agency detection device. He says that all human beings, and that, that even atheist uh, psychologists, they acknowledge this, that, that human beings and other animals, we are programmed to detect design. So that's why if when I'm in, a, I'm, in a lo- I'm in a dark room and I hear a noise and there's something moving, I say, you know, what, who's there? Is it, is, it, is it a thief? Or if I'm out in the wild, is it a bear? Is it something that's... Mm-hmm. I go towards a, a... I explain things using agency. Agency is... And it's called hypersensitive because it can, we can make mistakes. That's why we're scared of the dark. And, um, but but the, the point that, that he makes is that we are hardwired to do this and it's something that we see it's something that we detect so i i I look at certain things i see that it's being made by an agent an agent is someone who has knowledge someone who chooses someone who decides nature um is not is not an agent nature is um although when you use the term mother nature you know when they you kind of uh uh, personification of of, of yeah. nature it 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 uh, reveals what is deep down inside everyone that it looks like there's this has been made by an agent who had knowledge and specifically chose to make things this way so so this this uh, this is something that we have seen and we continue to see and it's become clearer and clearer with every passing day there's there's design, things have been designed. Now, what the Quranic design argument does is it takes this and it goes further. And it says that there must be, must be who wasn't himself designed. So in the in the Quranic context, the Quran is speaking to polytheists. Polytheists, they looked at the universe and they also saw design. They, they explain the working of the universe through agency, through their gods that they worshipped, who they prayed to and who made decisions. And the argument that the Quran makes against the polytheists is it says that these idols that you worship, 
they are needy. They need to be made the way that they are by something else. They're contingent. And so they depend on someone who does not depend on anyone else. The Quranic contingency argument. We talked about this in our last session. I, I won't go. I have, I have a short video that explains it in five minutes. But, but, uh, but, but Allah Samad, Allah is the one who is needed by everybody, is not needed by anyone else. So what the verses that describe the design in the Quran, they are arguing not just for the existence of a designer, but for a designer who is deserving of my worship, at whose door I place all of my needs, who alone fulfills or answers all of my prayers, who I depend on completely and utterly, the necessary being who who's wise, who, who I can trust. So the the it's a it's an inference to a designer who was not himself designed by anyone else, does not need to be designed, who acts independently. That's the that's what that's what that's what a Quranic design argument takes us to. Mm, mm, okay. Well, just to com compare, can you explain what kind of an inference most intelligent design arguments would make from these examples of design? Okay. So the the focus. So that's the QD argument. The focus yeah. of the ID argument is the first part. The focus of the ID argument is to show that the universe is designed. So the context in which the ID argument arose is a context of materialism. So in the time when the Quran was revealed, most people, when they looked at the world, they saw agency. They're polytheists, they're atheists, they believe in some kind of God, spirits. But the time that we live in, Many people, they don't see the world as being a result of the action of an agent. They, they see it as blind natural processes that don't have any intelligence and laws of nature and atoms and molecules bumping into each other. And this is seen as an alternative to God. So the ID argument, it is focusing on this widespread belief in materialism, in the fact that everything that we see around us came about through the blind, purposeless, indifferent forces of nature. And, and it's saying that, wait a minute, these forces of nature are not intelligent. They don't have knowledge. They're not agents. So here's an example. Here's an example, just like what you're doing in the, in the, no, in the, in the no design posts. It's saying that it doesn't make sense for um, a, a materialist, a material perspective, materialist perspective of the universe doesn't, um, doesn't make sense. And then there's a jump. There's a, so it says that the laws of nature can't explain everything. Um, and there's this design, they, they, they don't have any kind of a natural explanation. So there must be a supernatural explanation to this design. There must be a supernatural designer, something that is more powerful than the laws of nature, something that placed the physical constants of the universe and made them the way that they are. And this supernatural designer that's God. So that's the, that's the movement of the ID argument, but it doesn't go 
to show that that supernatural designer is undesigned, doesn't need anything. We're completely dependent. It doesn't doesn't take that step. So no. it's like halfway there. Yeah, yeah. Now, and that's very, a very, very interesting point, actually. Is this different, similar to the question about whether or not the designer is an alien? Um, Dr. Stephen Meyer uh, um, spoke about this in his recent book, uh, which I have here, The Return of the God Hypothesis, and um, had the privilege, privilege of speaking to him recently on blogging theology. I have the book, too. Oh, we're not really... <laughs> I'm going You've got the holy text here. It is everyone. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's a really good book. You know, so um, you know, I've read many books on this topic, and um, his expert, he his he makes in difficult to understand scientific concept concepts really easy to understand, and he places them in a higher level theistic context. It's a really good book, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you know, I recommend everybody read it. Um, but I think that as Muslims, when we read books like this, we need to bring our own theology, our own scholarly tradition to bear on what he's saying and use what's being said intelligently. So there's some there's some differences. Yeah. And the alien question is an excellent um, place to illustrate that difference. So what's the alien question? The alien question is like this. So it goes, you, somebody's making the intelligent design argument and they're saying that um, the universe displays evidence of design. The natural processes of um, the forces of nature, they are not intelligent. They could not have produced this design. So God produced this design. The objection is that, well, there are, I know of other kinds of agents. I'm an agent, right? I'm an agent. I make choices, but you know, obviously I don't have the power to set the constants of the physical constants of the universe. I don't have power to cause the evolutionary process, but maybe there is this really powerful alien who is really intelligent. And that's the agent that's bringing about the design. So the objection to the ID argument is that why are you jumping to God when there are other possibilities, such as an alien. And the alien would be part of the natural world, just really smart alien somewhere on planet something. Um, so that's the, that's the objection. So, mm. uh, so Stephen Meyer, he, uh, he says that he brings in cosmological evidence. He says that now we have discovered scientifically that the universe began to exist and, uh, and, when it began to exist, it was programmed. The physical con constants were set at just the right quantities to enable all of this design to emerge. And so what that means is that the designer who placed this design in the universe could not have been an alien because the alien is from within the universe. Yep. And we need a designer from outside the universe. The alien is a natural agent we need a supernatural agent. So that's the, that's, that's how, that's his, that's his, that's his response. So, um, but that's not what, that's not what I'm saying, right? So as Muslims, I, this doesn't go far enough because as Muslims, I, as a Muslim, I believe in a number of supernatural agents. I believe in angels. Mm. Angels are supernatural beings um, and they're very beautiful. They don't 
look ugly like aliens. <laughs> I believe in in jinn, genies, right? I, I believe in other beings. And there's other places, supernatural. I believe in the paradise. I believe in the hellfire. They both exist right now. Um, there's the throne, the greatest creation of God. No anthropomorphism. It needs him. He doesn't need it. Um, but there's a whole supernatural realm that lies beyond the realm of science that I believe in. This is part of the unseen. Mm. Um, and it's unreachable by scientific inquiry. And in this realm, there are um, intelligent beings. And these intelligent beings, they have a role to play in the events that happen in the universe. The angel Mikael Michael, um, he is associated with the sending down of rain. How? I'm not sure. Right? So it's, it's beyond science. But there is this association. So that 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 intelligent agency plays a role in this universe. It's supernatural, but it's not God. It's not God. So, so a, just because a being is supernatural doesn't mean that it's God. It's not enough. Being supernatural is not enough. And these supernatural beings, they're all, they're all designed. They have purposes. They play a role in the universe. So the, uh, the, so the Quranic design argument it doesn't conclude supernatural. It concludes necessary being who does not depend on anything on whom everything depends. So the realm of the supernatural could be divided into two categories, into contingent supernatural things that are created by God, falls within the power of God to create other things apart from this universe that don't follow the laws of nature as we know them. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, and uh, and God, who is uh, who's necessary, so so it's not it's not the same as the as the alien as the alien objection. No, I mean one, one of my favorite passages in the Quran, uh, Surah one hundred and twelve, very concise. I think it's just four verses. Speaks powerfully about what you what you're saying that God as the uncaused cause, al samad of all that there is. And it's beautifully. Uh, concise um, definition, I think, of what you're saying. But this also reminds me of Richard Dawkins' objection to the design argument. Who designed the designer, he says? Yeah, and I think that's a really important question. And it's, I think it's actually a really insightful question. And it's, and, it's, and it's the question that's not addressed by the ID argument. It's left unaddressed. And it's the one that needs to be addressed. So, but it is addressed by the QD argument. So this is what Dawkins says. Dawkins says that, he says that, okay, there's design. And as you said, like he admits that there's this appearance of design. What, and he also admits that this design, it's in need of explanation. Where did this design come from? Mm. So, um, uh, because he tries to explain it through evolution. Um, so there's this design, it needs to be explained. He says that if someone says that there's design and that God made this design, then as the producer of this design, God must be, must be even in greater need of being designed than this. So it's like you have a factory that produces airplanes or produces complex electronic gadgets. These electronic gadgets are designed, but the factory is even more designed, even more complex because it's producing this design. So he says that when a theist uses design and says God made the design, he's not 
he's not solving the problem because mm-hmm. because he's just delaying the question so uh but if we the, the, the quranic design argument does solve the problem um but there's i think there's something else here which is that this is this is this is a valid objection and it's also so it's valid objection against id but it's also i think um, material scientist ends up shooting himself in the foot when he makes this because by the same token when he looks at the design in the universe and he says that well it's because of evolution well then evolution must be a very well designed process for it to produce all of these things that we're seeing like the shark skin and the and that moss and all of these things and so okay these things came from evolution but where did evolution come from who designed evolution mm. so so it he ends up in the same in the same spot in the same trouble and all of this it's part of this higher intellectual rational problem that's only solved by the quran and that's mm. that the things in the universe they depend on someone who does not depend on anyone else mm. and that's really the, the the unique thing that the quran and and islam it brings you to the table it mm. brings to the table okay so so why is the christian id argument so popular then because it's a strong argument against modern atheism so modern atheism is based on materialism that it the belief that the physical universe is everything that exists matter energy space time and um and it's admitted that this that this uh, the physical universe is not an intelligent agent so mm-hmm. when when uh, proponents of the intelligent design argument they bring forth examples of design this disproves the materialistic presuppositions of modern atheism and it's a strong and powerful um argument against it but but proving that atheist materialism is false is different from proving like the option right so aristotle for example he believed that the physical universe was like a living thing yeah. and that's why he postulated final causes and causes everything is moving towards this end cause um animists have also believed that so i think that that there's been a there's been a shift in the way that we that human beings view the universe in the time when the quran was revealed the main the main uh uh i guess the conversation was between uh monotheism and polytheism and both monotheism and polytheism they affirmed agency they affirmed the existence of some kind of agents with intelligence that were bringing about and making the world the way that it is but is it one god is a necessary being or is it idols and and many many gods that was the that was the that was the disagreement and the contingency argument it shows that it's one necessary being can't be multiple polytheistic gods but now now it's it's in the in the in the mainstream it's between theism and atheism and theism believes in an intelligent 
designer, but atheism, because it upholds materialism, it's so it's like so it, it doesn't believe in intelligent designers. So atheism is is so if you think of like degeneration, you have monotheism degenerating to polytheism, degenerating to materialism, um, which is a different kind of uh, you know uh, narrative than is popular in uh, most uh, religious histories. So they would say it's polytheism to monotheism to uh, to atheism. So that's so from the atheist perspective, there's a reduction in the belief in gods. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, but the, we we would say you know, so, But in our times, materialist atheism has won out, and that's why the ID argument in our times is so popular. It's so strong. It strikes a chord um, because this is the environment that we live in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that leads on really the question: what, Why is why isn't the QD, the connect design argument, as popular as the Christian ID argument, the intelligent design argument? Why aren't scientists who believe in God making the QD argument? Why are they making the ID argument instead? So I think again, it's because of materialism. So mm-hmm. ID tries to come out of materialism, but it fails. It can only emerge out of materialism through the argument from contingency, the Quranic design argument, which sees the entire universe as dependent on God, the necessary being, but it doesn't do that. And I think that, um, so this is not a reasoned argument, but this is my, uh, I think there's a um, inference to the best explanation that the reason why ID cannot come out of materialism completely is because Christian monotheism, if you know, is it's affected by materialism because of the doctrine of the Trinity, because of the belief that Jesus is God. It means that even if you just focus on God the Father, then that God is somehow tainted by the features of the physical world. It's possible for God to be a human being. Jesus needs to be designed. <laughs> Jesus needs to be designed. Jesus is a human being. He needs to be designed. So, um, so if the, I think that the, the ultimate conclusion of the Quranic design argument, it would disprove the belief that Jesus is God. And this is in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, he's speaking to the, the, the Christians at that time who, who believed that Jesus was God. And some of them also believed that his mother was God, the mother of God. And it says, the verse says that This means that the Messiah, son uh, of Mary, was nothing more than a messenger. In other words, the most, so you're speaking to somebody who believes he's God, the most he is, is he's a messenger. And many other messengers went before him. And his mother the most that she is, is a Siddiqa, a great saint. Mm. The most she is, is a great saint. None, none of them are God. And then it gives the reason. It says, They both used to eat food. They both used to eat food. They were both in need of something else. Mm. You know, and the fact that he died is obviously, those who believe that he died would is, is the, um, for those, it's, it should say that, uh, that he's in need. So, so, so I don't think that someone who adheres to a belief in Jesus as God can make the QD argument. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's there's a there's a there's a space for Muslims to occupy in the mainstream conversation, and we need to occupy 
and I hope that you know okay. the QD argument will. Well, that, that's, that's, uh, that's very helpful indeed. Well, thank you uh, very much uh, for those um, explanations. Um, I, I will refer to um, your work in, in the link uh, below so people can um, discover uh, more about your ongoing education and training of teachers and others to understand the Islamic uh, understanding of design, the Quran design argument, as opposed to uh, what well, is basically a Christian intelligent design argument, which has been um, enthusiastically adopted by a number of Muslims, understandably, but you're saying there is a particularly Islamic pers uh, perspective to be, which is actually uh, immune, uh, can resist the uh, the atheist attacks much better than the ID argument exactly. uh, has done so far. So do you have anything you want to just to conclude with on this score? Yeah, so I just wanted to say that everything that I've explained here, it's it's an application of four Quranic arguments and mm -hmm. of the arguments of Muslim scholarly tradition. Um, to modern problems of atheism from a Muslim perspective. And that's something that I'm training people to do. So it's not, um, there's, there's a, um, it takes a little bit of training and anybody can, can do this. And I think that we need large numbers of Muslims to be able to do this. And this is one of the greatest um, needs of our time. And um, I encourage everybody to, to check out the website, www.wiseislamistrue.com, which will be in the description. Yes. Um, and it describes the growing phenomenon of atheism in our own communities and how I'm trying to solve it. Perfect. Well, that is fantastic. Um, uh, Hamza has been uh, a very welcome guest before and will continue to be a very welcome guest on Blogging Theology in the future as he explains to us the fascinating uh, world of uh, science education from an Islamic point of view. It's a much needed service that you are doing, sir. I commend you uh, for that. And uh, I wish you Godspeed in your continued uh, endeavours. So um, until next time, and thank you very much, Hamza, for your uh, valuable contributions as always. Thanks for having me. Till next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.